From the very beginning, we believed 1910 Church was called to be different. Yes, we desired this to be a house of worship. Yes, we wanted to preach messages that were relevant and practical. We wanted small groups and community to be embedded in our DNA. We envisioned a children's ministry that was more than simply taking care of your kids, but one that would actually train the next generation of leaders to rise up and change the world. We wanted a student ministry that empowered the youth of the Hill Country to push past the limits of culture and be God on the move. But above everything else, we believed we were called to be a church for the city, to step outside the safety of our four walls into the wild and broken places, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Scripture tells us the Word of God is active and living. As a body, our heart is to actively go into all the world, spreading the good news that God is near, that there is hope because of the sacrifice Jesus paid, that you are not too far gone to receive the love of God. Find and restore. These are more than just words to us. This is a calling. This is a mission. This is our heart. We're the Dempseys. Uh, my name's Austin, this is my wife, Lee. We've been attending 1910 uh, for just over a year now. We're from Fredericksburg and um, we were somewhat hesitant at first to make the 45 minute trip to 1910 just because we, we wanted to be involved in our church. We didn't just wanna come two or three times a month. We wanted to be involved you know, on a weekly basis. Well, our first experience um, with 1910 was pretty cool. We uh, drove in and they've got these great signs and it's like if you're first time members, um, here's some designated parking and, and turn on your flashers. We wanna welcome you. Our, our parking team was super sweet. The, the folks standing there greeting, I mean, they were happy. I felt like I was going to cheerleading camp. We walked in and it was definitely not the traditional setting that we were used to. The last 13 years we've gone to church, so that was just cool, something new and exciting to begin with. And then we had a great sermon on serving. And that's something that we'd had a conversation on in the car. And so just another nudge and another confirmation from the Holy Spirit that this could be a special place. You know, after a couple of, uh, of services, um, a few Sundays here, we had, um, we had really enjoyed it and, and we were coming every week. Um, there was one particular Sunday where it was just an amazing, amazing day. And we literally went through the service and left and decided as we were leaving to turn around and come back and do church again um, for a second time that day. And, that, and that's the day that, that we really decided that um, 1910 was probably gonna be you know, our new church home, our new church family. One day, just Austin grabbed my hands in worship and he lifted mine and he lifted his and it was just a beautiful thing. I've written that on a prayer card in my prayer door that I've celebrated that because that was just another piece, um, a confirmation that this is a place where God is going to use us and has been speaking to us. So. Shortly after um, joining the church, we, um, we got involved in serving and we got involved with a life group. And that's really been, um, really been essential for us to get to know our church family. We, we, we feel like when we came here on day one, we didn't know anyone. Now um, we know lots and lots and lots of people. And that's just been really, really good and really special to, to get to know that many people in this short of amount of time. 
it's been a gift because we're serving together. Um, there's a lot of serving opportunities and Austin's on the um, ERT team and I'm on the greeting team. I feel like my spiritual gift is connecting. And so it is really a blessing for us to just get to walk in and both have a place to serve, both have a place where we feel like we're making an impact. And, um, and then life groups too, like biblical community. Um, we haven't really had that previously. And so the, you know, the edge set the, pre, you know, the precedence that it set the foundation. We want you to come here. We want you to be a part of every blessing that God has. And part of that was serving. And then of course, life groups and um, getting plugged into those through Jen and Nedra. So um, now we have friends. Now we have biblical community. We have people that miss us when we're gone. We have people that we miss when we're gone. And I mean, to the point that we're praying about moving to Bernie because we want to do more and grow more. We, we are, are the Dempseys and we're thankful for our 1910 family. And we are so thankful for the Dempsey family and so many others that God is working in their lives. My name is Angie Brown and I get to be our, oh yay, and I get to be our women's pastor here at 1910. Our women's ministry is called Radiant and Radiant is all about connections. And our main goal is for women to connect with God as they connect with other women. One thing about connecting with women is sometimes that can be quite scary. And so um, we wanna take the fear out of that. So I, I get to read you a couple stories about um, what the Lord is doing, just some mighty breakthrough. So one lady said, I learned that God can take all my struggles and trials, no matter how difficult or great, and turn them around for His glory even the times in the wilderness. I learned that I don't have to face these trials alone and that I have a sisterhood whom I can be honest and authentic with. I learned how to completely surrender and be transparent. My favorite thing I learned this year is while the enemy knows our name, he calls us by our sin. God knows our sin, but he calls us by our name. Another lady said, there was another um, there was a lady this year who had never felt God's love through a group of women before. Her relationship with God moved from a head knowledge to a heart of faith. She was so appreciative to each lady for being real and transparent. Her spirit was definitely ignited and it was a blessing to all. Um, as a ministry, we want to hope to help people find that connection. And our verse that we have is, those who look to him are radiant, their faces are never covered with shame. Hi, my name is Megan Luevano, and I am on staff with Young Life here in Bernie. And I specifically work with young lives, with teen moms, anywhere from the ages of 12 to 21. 1910 Church has been such a huge support for us in so many different ways. We get to meet here on campus with our Teen Moms Weekly, and 1910 Church provides childcare workers for us. They truly love and accept these moms in such an amazing way. In the last year, we have served and come alongside 26 teen moms in our community. 1910 financially supports us monthly as well, which allows us to take these teen moms on full scholarships to camp every summer. Last summer, three members from 1910 Church volunteered as child care workers for us. And that summer, and every summer that we go, we get to watch teen moms pray and receive Christ. 
This last year, two teen moms were baptized in this church home. Three of our moms have attended Radiant Bible Study on Wednesday mornings. Two of our teen moms have served as childcare workers in our nursery in this church now. And many attend church here weekly with their family because of our partnership. 1910 Church has truly been a place for these teen moms to hear and experience and feel the love of Christ. We are so grateful for our partnership and how they've really come alongside us to help disciple these young moms. Good morning, good almost afternoon, church. My name is Tim Jusko. I get to serve as the middle school pastor here at 1910 Church. You can have a seat. One of the things that uh, I love, one of the things that I know Pastor Chase and I, as we lead students on Wednesday nights through the Hill Student Ministry, one of the things we cherish is getting to walk alongside students and seeing God become real in their life. Uh, getting to have, uh, see them have authentic encounters with God and for their faith to match the reality and how God is moving in their life. And we had an incredible, uh, tons of stories this past year, but one that stood out above the rest regarding one of our student leaders, uh, where God's miraculous power showed up in an incredible way. And we wanna share that with you guys today. About a year ago, during football season, football season was almost over, and I just kept cutting on the same leg, my right leg, and it just started hurting pretty bad, and it just kept, the pain kept adding up. So we went to the doctor's office, and he thought it was the start of an ACL tear. I felt just a wave of dread and nervousness and, like, uncertainness because I've heard about ACL tears, like, they last a while and it takes a long time to come back and it takes a bunch of recovery and I was worried I wasn't going to be able to come and play that year or maybe any any other years because guys who tear their ACL or they're normally never the same. A couple days later at youth I just felt nervous and excited at the same time. Uh, nervous for my knee of course. That night Pastor Tim preached about wholeness and in a person's life and healing, and that really lined up with what I was experiencing at that moment. And I felt really convicted to just ask for healing from God, and I just went up to the front and started praying a ton, and I just, after that, I, I went right to my small group and was like, guys, can we, can we just pray for me? I'm dealing with this struggle. And that was the first time I really told anyone about it, and they just, we were so accepting. They were just right away, they're just, yeah, I'm gonna pray for you. And that Tim walked up at that moment and he was like, hey, we are, we're gonna go pray for him out back. And so we did that. We spent about five, seven minutes just praying, intensely praying. After that, I just felt amazing. I just started jumping around and excited. And I was just so joyful that God actually does that because I, I, we hear about it, but he really does, it, he really does heal people. I mean, it's not just something that we hear about in the Bible, he really does heal people in real life. When I went back, the doctor, he started doing all the tests on my knee that he did before the first time that I visited, and he realized that there was like a difference. It wasn't hurting me as bad as it was before. It was barely hurting me at all. I was just so joyful after that. I just walked out, he gave me the note of uh, two weeks, you're good to go, and I just kept the brace on, and in two weeks, I was ready to play. I was ready to start my next season.
into 1910 for two and a half years. So before we came back to 1910, we were kind of in between a lot of churches in a town that we had moved away to, and we just really felt the calling to come back to Bernie to be back in 1910. It just always felt like home to us. So when we came back to 1910, Isabella was two months old, and um, she started going to the infant class and slowly moved up as she grew older. Isabella has always been a very energetic child. She loves to sing and dance, and so whenever we see her at home singing songs about Jesus loving her or um, snap like an alligator, don't forget that God loves you. It was so fun to see her do the moves that, she, that we had known she had learned in Camp Clubhouse. Going to 1910 has really changed how our family talks about God and brings him into the conversation daily. We were just on vacation at the beach and we were constantly going to the beach just to talk about the grandness of God and his power. And that so happened to be the day that Bella started singing the song about, how, don't forget that God loves you. We were in the cart and we had just finished talking about how God created the ocean, that he's the one who stops it, where it um, stops on the beach. And she was just so thrilled to see that. And I love how Whenever we ask her, like, who created you? She says, God made me, and God made everything. And we just know those are truths that have been um, repeated to her and told to her in Camp Clubhouse. I think that Camp Clubhouse has directly impacted our family through Isabella, especially through teaching her how to pray. And she'll ask if she can pray for us, and she changes the atmosphere of our home quite frequently. Uh, by singing songs that she's learned in Camp Clubhouse or just talking about how the Bible is worth more than gold and just little phrases she's learned, but they're truth. When our kids attend Camp Clubhouse, we know that when we're attending service that they are taken care of, that they're loved, and that truth is being poured into them. Even though sometimes it's not easy to bring them back here, we do it because we know it it's best for them, that they're getting truths that are age appropriate and that they're loved on ultimately. I'm Brady Palacios and I know our family is thankful for the impact that Camp Clubhouse has had on our kids. On June 10th, a dear friend who, <laughs> I got a little further earlier, but she's here with me right now, so. <laughs> Um, a dear friend who had not seen me in years called me and said that God had put me on her heart. She invited me to come here to Bernie. Um, but what she didn't know is that I was silently suffering on the inside. I had um, been very hurt by a church, went through a painful divorce after 17 years. Um, I was a teen mom. So that teen thing that they're doing here, I didn't even know about till today. I'm so excited about that. Yes, God. So um, just more confirmation of where I need to be and where I need to be. So um, anyway, I raised three amazing kids and they grew up. Um, so I was alone. And at the same time, my mom had a stroke. At this moment in my life, at that moment, I felt hopeless scared, alone, and afraid, and I was living in Dallas by myself. My friend's call that day was hope calling. So I packed a bag, got in my car, drove to Bernie the very next day. 
when I arrived, she and her family showered me with this love that was so genuine and so real and it didn't expect anything in return. June 11th, the very next day, she took me with her to a rooted Bible study meeting here at the church. I could feel the love in this group. Pastor Jen spoke and I was like, I miss that. That was more hope for me. An elder here at the church also that same day shared a bit of his story with me too. And his passion for the things of the Lord burned through his eyes. I could see God speaking through him to me. He reminded me that I had all I needed, Jesus, and that God had a plan. That was more hope. Being around my friend and meeting these genuine people of God was like finding a stream in the desert. Five days later was June the 16th. That was my first Sunday here, and it was Father's Day, which is hard for me too, but God knew what he was doing. His presence overwhelmed my soul, and it was in this service with you guys that that happened just three months ago. He met me here and he reminded me that he is my heavenly father who heals the brokenhearted and binds up all their wounds. God rescued me and restored me, gave me hope again. And it was that very day, just a little over 90 days ago that I decided to move here, start over with my life and never look back. And I stand here today, my testimony to you is one that can say that I am a result of the very heartbeat of this church. How God rescues, he restores, and he's using this church to make a difference in my life and in the life of my kids who are here with me today. And they are so glad to see me thriving again. <laughs> to be in love with Jesus and to not be afraid. He who began a good work in me is faithful to complete it. I'm a part of my own Rooted Bible Study group now and I'm very excited about that. And I, I just stand here to testify the importance of being plugged into a healthy group and to a healthy community of believers. And if you're a part of this church, you're so blessed. In just 90 days, God has restored what took years to destroy. My name is Christian and this is why I love you guys, my 1910 church. I love that. I love that. Well, today's a good day for us if you've not already sensed it. And, and in fact, in just a few moments when we're finished with this service, I want to encourage those of you guys that are, are, are members of our church, you've, you've signed covenants and you're in it with us. You know, our membership's 605. 
Uh, our average attendance this last year was 1554, you know, uh, but, but, but about 605 of us call this, we've signed covenants and this is our church home, we're bought into it and whatever, but we want to encourage those of you that are members to stick around, anybody's welcome, stick around afterwards, we're going to have what we call once a year our, our church business conference. Once a year, just once a year, we do this in which we, 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 we kind of uh, approve our, our, our new budget. Uh, our, our leadership here at 1910. Uh, this year, uh, normally in this setting, our staff would be up here and sharing with you directional moves in their ministries, but they're going to do that at the, in the, ne- the next time, at the next hour at one o'clock. And so we would love for you to stay and pray with us and in, uh, affirm where we're headed a- a- as a church. And so just know that. But, but it's, it's kind of sad for me today because we, 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 we operate each year here on, on, on what we call a word for the year. I don't know if you've ever been in the church. It kind of has a, gets a word for the year. And, and, and I already have the word for, for this next year. I'm going to share that with you next Sunday. <laughs> I just love. It's so dastardly, isn't it? Just kind of tease you. And, and oh, yeah, make no mistake about it. Uh, Larissa Toquera is already blowing me up because she's already wanting to know it. And she's crocheting <laughs> pictures and, and, and all that stuff. But I haven't told her. All right, so she got to come to to church, amen. Uh, But next week, I'm going to share with you our word for you. But for this year, we've been operating with the word as well. Anybody have a clue what it is? What is it? Relentless, right? Yeah, yeah. No one in the first service knew it. Somebody yelled gumbo. No, it's not gumbo. It's it's relentless. Um, But 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 we've been operating, and, and and I shared this with you last year that you know that word relentless. When you look up, it means nonstop, unwavering, incessant, consistent, constant. It's this image of something not letting up. You know, this week we've heard stories, and many of us have been affected by the flooding that's been taking place around the the Houston and the Beaumont area. And, and, and by the way, just I want to let you know, I'm going to need you. Because when we get the right word and where we're going to go, we're going to go. We're going to send out an SOS. The back signal will go up in the air. And we're going to need some muck out teams. We're going to need some some people that will be willing to go and get dirty. Can I count on anybody? We've done it. We did it two years ago in the Houston area and some of these same areas. I know Pastor West led a chainsaw crew down to the rock. But we're we're just going to go and we're going to help people in need. Last time I read scripture, that's what Jesus would have done. Anyway. Uh, I don't know where I was going with all this. Oh, we've been seeing these storms all week and hearing about flooding and all that. And, and back when Hurricane Rita hit in 07, I, I remember hearing this, this, the, the data uh, from the Port of Orange. They measured 135 mile per hour sustained winds for eight hours. It's this idea of something that's unrelenting. It is constant. It just doesn't give up. For this last year, these last 12 months, we've been talking about us being a church that is like that, we're relentless. We're not going to stop. We're not going to waver. And we share with you some three, three areas in particular that, that we were going to be relentless in this year in, in spiritual growth. We want to see you go deeper with Jesus. Is that okay? We, we've, we've been relentless with that. Our rooted study that, that you heard is already referenced today. We, 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 we launched that in April, May, April, May-ish with our staff and some other key leaders did it this summer. We've got people signed up over, in, in just three or four months, we've got over 500 people that have been through it or are currently involved with that. Spiritual growth is a big deal, right? We, 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 we shouldn't be satisfied where we're at spiritual. We should always want to go a little bit deeper. Are you picking up what I'm putting down yet? Come on, third service, let's go. We, we said we were going to be relentless in community uh, involvement. 
and, and we've continued to do that. I, one of the such things I remember is that, that we partnered with our city, the city of Bernie. Isn't it great when you partner with the city? Where, where the city begins to call you and say, hey, could y'all help us with something? I love that. That, 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 that they don't see us as a burden or we're just trying to get, you know, no taxes or whatever. But no, no, that we want to really make a difference in our community. We partnered with the city of Bernie for movie night out at the city lake this summer. It was, I'm telling you, it was hot. That's how I lost 50 pounds at that movie in the park. It was a sweat fest. I took off everything I could and not, not offend the kids that were present. But it was, but we served. And I'm just going to let you know, we were by far the coolest people at that lake that day. It was awesome. We just... Something, we're just, you guys are awesome. I love being your pastor. Um, but we part, and then we also said we're going to be relentless in leadership development. And I look at things like our leadership academy that, that Pastor Danny Phillips leads. And, and I look at, at some of these other things like Joshua Men, Man You, Radiant. You guys are just, we're raising up people, raising up leaders. Our student ministry, The Hill. Guys, you know, the, I, I, now I don't know what you were like when you were a teenager, Anybody want to confess something right now? No, don't, because there are children present. And you know, you know what a rebel you were, right? Uh, but we've got, we'll, we'll, we'll have 100 teenagers tonight on a Sunday night when, 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 when they could be home watching Trapper John MD or something like that. <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> I'm so messed up. Dave, you remember Trapper John MD? Amazing. Anyway, they used to come on Sunday nights. But our students are going to be in Bible study. Student leadership is wanting to go the next level, Grady, a little bit deeper with Jesus. Come on. We've been relentless in these things. And, and, and we're not going to give up. Just because we're moving on from that word, we're still going to be relentless uh, around here. I believe that what we represent as the church and the body of Christ is what our culture needs the most. This is no time for us to blood-bought the redeemed, the sons and daughters, the saints and heirs to the throne, whatever you want to call us. This is no time for us to sit and just be content with occupying a seat on a Sunday. It is time for us to be light in the darkness. Are you with me there? And so we're going to continue to push you and, and prod you and say, come on, let's go. Let's go. Who's, who's with me, right? I love this passage in the book of Acts, probably my, 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 my favorite six chapters uh, and really seven, you, you could throw Acts 7 in there as well. I love those first seven chapters in the book of Acts. The, the whole book. I love the Bible. Some of you are saying, what? You don't like the rest? Of I love it all. But, 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 but I specifically love those first few chapters of Acts when we read about um, the 11 going to Jerusalem and waiting as that Jesus had told them to and meeting up with some other believers that were gathered in an upper room, 120 of them. And, and I love in Acts 1 where the power of the Holy Spirit shows up and, and, and plants a new passion in them. Listen, they were passionate people prior to Acts 1-8. Would you agree with me? Come on, they left everything for three years to follow Jesus. But, but in Acts 1, something new happens right? Listen, I don't care how long you've been walking with Jesus, but there's something new. There's a new revelation that he has for you. Go back and listen to my story from uh, probably October of last year, correct? Somewhere around in there, my story. Anyway, I'll tell you if you want to have coffee. Um, but 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 the, and in Acts chapter two we see the church exploding. Peter's preaching sermons where three thousand people are getting saved. Come on and baptized on the spot. Can you imagine that water bill? We we baptized eighty five people this year at nineteen ten church. Listen, yeah. 
the average church baptizes two. The average church baptizes two people per year. All right? And so God's doing something. Transformation is, is taking place. Amen? Um, and so they're preaching. Peter preaches the sermon of his life. 3,000 saved and baptized on the spot. And, and, and what you find in, in, in Acts 3 and 4 and 5 are the religious people getting torqued off and upset. Why is it that religious people get mad when the move of God is happening? They do, don't they? In fact, I've probably offended some of you already. Because there's something happening, and, and it just seems like those of us that we, 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 we try to figure it all out, we try to reason it to death, and, 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 and when we can't wrap our minds around something, that's when a lot of us struggle, and we just like, I don't believe that's real, I don't believe that's real. Well, that's what's happening in Acts 3, 4, 5, and in 6. And, and they're bringing Peter and John and some of these other apostles in and saying, guys, we're going to, you need to stop this. And, and just some, you don't have this. You're just going to trust me. It's in the Bible, and I've highlighted it here. But just some things that stand out to me about their relentless passion uh, of these being persecuted. It says the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. Have you ever been accused of being bold for Jesus? Do people know you as that? Like, I mean, you're radical. You're, you're crazy about Jesus. These, these guys are eat up with him. But they could also see, it says, that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. You know what that means to me? God uses ordinary people. Now, he uses skilled theologians and educated people as well. But most of the people you read about in the scripture were what? Fishermen, tax collectors, widows, prostitutes. He used anybody. Are you with me there? And they see that these were just ordinary, untrained, but it says they recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Would you be accused of that? Someone that had been, Zunk, would you be accused of somebody who had been, Alex, would would people know you as someone who's been with Jesus? I love that. Uh, they're, they're, they're being arrested, and, 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 and Peter and John says, hey, we cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. We're not gonna stop. We're going to bear witness. Christian, thank you for sharing your story today. We're going to bear witness as to what God's doing. And, and they leave there, and, and they go back and join the rest of the church. And guess what the church is doing? They're, they're praying. <laughs> because they understand what Jesus says, that my house should be called a house of. Come on. And they join in the prayer meeting. And here's, listen to what they pray. And now, O oh Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Their lives are threatened, but they're praying for an even greater boldness to preach the word. I don't know if you would would give up. Some people do. When they face a little bit of opposition in their faith, they cower and they hide and they shut up. These people in Acts are speaking up and praying for more courage. Um, Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So they're praying for even greater works. But, 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 but who are they giving the credit and the honor and the glory to? Jesus. You see, that's what our world needs. They need more Jesus. They don't need to know a name of a church or a pastor or a ministry. or They don't need more trips or programs. Listen, we just need to get Jesus into people's lives. Are you with me there, church? So I don't know exactly what the next 12 months hold for us, but I can tell you this. you got a preacher that's going to preach Jesus. 
and I'm gonna talk him up over people that serve me uh, water with a splash of lemon in it. I, I'm gonna talk to him when, when I'm on a, uh, at, a, at a 5K run, not running, I'm encouraging. Uh, I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna talk about, you see what I'm saying? I'm gonna preach Jesus. Jimmy, are you with me, Holgin? Let's go. After this prayer meeting, guess what happened? It, something happened that took place in Acts 1 and 2. It says, after this prayer meeting, the place shook. Woo! And they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they preached the word of God with boldness. I love it. Anyway, that's not where I was wanting to talk to you about, but that's good stuff, right? You ought to read the Bible. It's got great words in it. But here's what I love taking in place in Acts chapter 5. They bring these apostles back in and say, guys, listen, we told you to stop it, but you haven't. And so check this out. We're going to just, we're going to end your life. There was a wise man present that day and says, brothers, let me just encourage you with something. If these men here are of God, there is nothing you can do to stop them. Don't you want to be known as a church like that? That there is nothing that can stop a move of God. Do we believe that all things are possible through the power of the Spirit at work within us? Amen. Amen. We're going to move forward boldly. Amen. It says that they didn't kill them, but they beat them. They flogged them. And in, in verse 40 and 41, it says that these apostles left the Sanhedrin. They left that, that whooping rejoicing. I don't know about you, but when's the last time you got whooped and you left there? Woo! Bring it on! Moss! Moss, 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 moss! No! You cry no moss. That means no more here in the hill country. These guys left that beating rejoicing. And then I love what they did in verse 42. I do have this. Every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. That's our message. And we've preached that, I hope, for the last 12 months. And if you guys are okay, I'm going to preach it next Sunday as well. And the Sunday after that. And we're going to continue when he, when he sends us to these places. Hey, hey, hey listen, we, that, that's the message that, that Pastor Chach Lueveno preached on Mother's Day with, with 70, excuse me, 31 families gathered at the HEB Foundations Camp. And 171 individuals in those 31 families foster and adoption parent, adoptive parents. And we created a place for them to come and just whew, breathe and to fish and a canoe, and a kayak. And we prayed with them, and we played with their kids, and we hauled their luggage in as staff. We just loved them. We're gonna preach Jesus in whatever ways are necessary. Are you with me there? And hey, I'm just gonna let you know that, 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 that last Easter, we had a, around 3,000 people involved with, with worship experiences here. If you guys are okay, we're gonna do Easter again this year. And we're going to blow it out. We had, we had about 3,000 on the town square you saw in the video for Christmas in the city. We're crazy. We got a building, but we still do Christmas Eve outside on Bernie's Main Plaza. We like singing and preaching about Jesus in the middle of our city in the open air. We love breaking all sound ordinances that night. That's the reason I'm on the police team now, Jimmy, is so that I don't get arrested. That's okay. Some of the greatest works in the Bible were in prison, weren't they? 
Oh, and that is, by the way, why we still have a team that go into Kendall County Jail every Thursday night and preach Jesus to inmates. That's why they pipe and stream it in on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock so inmates can experience what's happening here. And come on, somebody. That is a move of God. And I want us to continue to be relentless, this relentless drive to share Jesus. Are you with me there? That's what you find in Scripture. And when Jesus' people are relentless with his message, unexplainable things happen, right? We've got to be relentless, this relentless drive to share Jesus. Listen, you've heard stories today. God is doing some awesome things. The band's going to come up, and we're going to get you out of here and transition into our 1 o'clock meeting. But, but there is a mighty move of God happening. God is moving. And he's moving in big and incredible ways. I told you guys we've averaged 1,554 in attendance this year on this campus. That's up from last year. This year, we're going to meet our budget of $2.6 million. You guys have done that through your faithful giving. But you know what else? Hang on. No, no, no. This is better. I'm teasing you. That's what we preachers do. Set them up and knock it out. Not only $2.68 million, you gave over another million dollars to help pay this building off. Now, and we're not quite there yet. We're, we're not quite there. We still owe about 50, I think it was 54,000 when we started today to, to finish this and pay it off. So if, if I'm praying for anything, I'm praying for 54 for, for, for Pastor Steve, and I'm pray, praying for another 54 to finish this. Here's what I can tell you, though. God is moving, and some incredible things are happening in this house. Um, the Radiant Sisterhood, you know, every time we throw an announcement up and just mention woman, they go berserk. What was the video that said, you know, it's just hard sometimes to figure women out? Amen. That is a, that's the most prophetic thing we've heard today. Amen. 361 at, at the, the women's conference last year. Ladies, I hope that you'll sign up to be a part of it this, this the 1st and 2nd of November. Men, you need to, 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 to stay home. Don't schedule. You'll, you'll be okay. The deer will still be running the next Saturday, okay? So you stay home, take care of the kids, and do your honeydew list so your woman can come and experience. We had 171 dudes at Dudes Weekend last year in February, right? And so God's doing some incredible things awesome things in this house. Our camps this summer were off the charts. Pastor Josh Zello had 79 at Camp Clubhouse. He just came out of rehab from that camp, but that's okay. 79 preschoolers, Dave. Dave Claflin and, and his beautiful wife, LaDonna, rock babies back there. Can you imagine 79 of those little ones for like four hours a day? Dave, you ready to sign up? Amen, Clubhouse. Pastor Todd took 70 to kids camp last year. We took... Had, had 179 on this campus for Camp in the City that Pine Cove did for us. We, we took 345 to Colorado for a sin. I mean, God's doing something miraculous and big. He's on the move, and there's more that he wants to do. I want to share a verse of Scripture with you today as I close and, 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 and leave. And, and we're going to sing. We're going to sing. You want to sing one more song? All right, good. Okay, give the people what they want, right? Oh, actually, I'm not going to get, no. Hey, throw up that, that slide. I got something. I was in, in all of my research for, for today on social media, on Facebook. I, I found this, this screen or the, that somebody in our church had put up. This is what we're about at 1910. The church is not an audience to be entertained, but it's an army to be empowered, okay? So, so I just want you to know that we're going to continue to go hard 
And we're not here just to entertain you and give the people what they want, all right? Scripture says in Galatians that if I were trying to please you, I would not be pleasing God. And I'm just sorry, I love you, and but you don't intimidate me. God does, and, and I'm gonna play to his approval if you guys are okay with that. But, but we will sing one more song because it's a great song. But I wanna read this verse of scripture. Listen, God's moving and great and awesome things are happening. We could go on and on and on today, but the Cowboys kicked off at 12 and we've got a one o'clock meeting and and you wanna get back for the fourth quarter. Ephesians chapter three, you ready for this? I don't know what the next 12 months hold. I, 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 I can't, I do feel confident from the Lord for this, that over the next 12 months, there's gonna be some activity on these 30 acres that are gonna move us into our future. There's growth and expansion gonna take place. There's, 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 you're gonna hear about church planting endeavors. We're gonna continue to get people rooted and grow and students are gonna continue to grow and be challenged. And here's what I do know. Ephesians 3 says this. Now, never doubt. God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination, exclamation mark, and he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Come on, church, let's get up and let's celebrate and let's sing.